very rarely is the strategy you're using actually off. More often than not, the strategy is not the problem. It's the foundations underneath that strategy or the lack of foundations underneath that strategy that are causing the strategy to not work how so-and-so says that it will. If you want any surface level strategy to work in any part of your business, then you also have to have the foundations in place that empower them to work. Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co. Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. Everyone has guides on three ways to do this or five ways to do that. So what makes an episode about three ways to get more leads any different to anything that you have ever heard or read or even tried on the subject? Literally nothing. (laughs) There is nothing different about what I'm going to tell you in this episode. There are so many ways to get leads. I'm going to share a few of my favorite, but any of these things can work. Any of those five ways to do this, three ways to do that, et cetera, any of those things can work if you have the foundations in place to make them work. Everything I tell you in this episode will all be things that there are other business coaches also saying out there in the world about how to get more leads. There is literally nothing different except maybe that I try to take a more ethical approach to sales and selling than some people do. But there are other people out there teaching these exact same lead generation strategies that I'm about to tell you. So often we get it into our minds that there must be this like secret answer or secret strategy that all of these more successful on paper people than you know, but they aren't telling you. And literally, this is still something that on occasion I find myself in, where I'm thinking that the people ahead of me must have something special figured out. But then I do some competitor research and I realize, oh my goodness, they're basically doing exactly what I'm doing. They just have it a little bit more honed in than I currently do. (laughs) And honestly, though, it's this belief that is the reason why so many entrepreneurs end up spending money on things that they think are going to grow their business that ultimately either weren't the right step in that moment, or maybe they even end up being a complete waste of time, energy, and money. One little note of tough love about that is that almost any time you make a purchasing decision, thinking that that coach, that product, that service, that strategy, or whatever it is, is going to save you in any way, shape, or form, you might not actually be making the right purchasing decision for that moment. For example, say you're investing in a new skincare product because you're like, oh, this thing is going to finally cure all of my skin woes. 
if that is what you're thinking when you're buying it, then that might not be the right purchasing decision in that moment. Whereas if you're going into that purchasing decision thinking, oh, this is going to really contribute to my holistic kind of taking care of my skin routine. And if that's what you're thinking, then it probably is going to be a helpful investment at that moment. If you're signing up for a course where you're going to get the exact strategy on how to sell in the DMs because you're thinking, oh, this is finally going to make it easy for me to sell and make sales, then that might not be the right purchasing decision. Where if you're going into that exact same purchasing decision, that exact same looking at that course, all of that, and you're knowing, you know, knowing how to sell in the DMs is going to add to my sales skill set and contribute to my ongoing sales success then it will probably be a helpful investment. If you're signing up to work with a coach because you think that being in their energy uh, is just going to finally take you to your next level, well, might not be the right purchasing decision right now. Whereas if you're thinking, hey, working with this coach is going to take this skill set, the expertise that I already have, and help me skip over some common mistakes, see things more clearly, condense my timeline to my already inevitable transformation, then working with that coach will probably be a great investment. If this is a new thought to you, it might take some time to discern whether or not you're thinking that this thing that you are considering buying or investing in is going to save you. But something that you can kind of look for and ask yourself before any purchase is, do I believe that I can get the result that I want without this thing, without this coach, without this product, without this course, without this strategy? Sure, right? The coach, the course, the product, the strategy, it might make it easier. But do you believe that you would eventually be able to figure out how to get that result on your own or in a different way? If not, if you're thinking it has to be this thing, this thing is going to finally fix everything for me, then you might be looking for that thing to save you and it might not be the right purchasing decision right now. If yes, if you're saying like, I know that I can do this on my own and I'm so excited to also bring this thing in, then you are much more likely to be in the right headspace to be able to truly thrive with the help of whatever it is that you are buying. So another way to kind of position this question is, do you see this investment as adding to what you are already doing or as the thing that is going to fix everything for you. If you see it as adding to what you're already doing, you are probably making a smart investment. If you're seeing it as the thing that's going to fix everything for you, making this investment right now might not be the best strategy. Anyway, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox about that kind of energy that you're bringing to your investments. All of that is essentially to say there is not one secret strategy or one secret, you know, perfect coach that just all of their clients turn into these huge successes. There's not one secret product. There is not one secret thing that all seemingly more successful people than you have that you don't. It's literally just that all of these successful business owners, people that are ahead of you in business, you are also successful. Let's get that clear. (laughs) But it's literally just that all of these people who are in some way ahead of you in business, they have the foundations in place that support them in making all of these strategies that they are using, many of the same strategies that you are currently using, successful. And these are the same foundations, by the way, that you learn inside of my Expand Business Coaching programs. 
So yes, I am going to share three of my favorite strategies to generate more leads in this episode. These are strategies that I've used. They're strategies my clients have used. They're strategies that I've seen other entrepreneurs use. And actually, if you download the season four companion guide over at sellingchocolatepod.com, you're also going to get access to eight additional lead generation strategies that both I and my clients use to get new leads for our services. But I'm going to tell you right now that there is absolutely nothing special or secret or even proprietary about these strategies. You have probably heard these lead generation strategies before, and you might have even tried them before. And the only reason that these strategies work or don't work is because of the foundations that you do or don't have in your business already which means that if you try them and they don't result in more leads for your services, for your offers, then it is more than likely not a strategy issue. It is a foundation issue. Learning where the real problem lies is a key skill to really hone in as an entrepreneur. And this is a great example of where you can start to do that in your business. Okay. (laughs) With all of that said, are you ready? Let's talk about three strategies to get more leads. Strategy number one is coffee chats. If you don't have an audience, this is a great place to start. However, I do want to just kind of quickly challenge that belief before we get into this strategy. I want to challenge this belief of I don't have an audience. Because even if you only have 10 people in your audience and two of them are your parents, (laughs) you have an audience. At least some of those eight people are likely looking for what you sell. Because as we spoke about in season four, episode one, why would these people be in your audience if they weren't interested in what you were doing? And your parents, well, you can tell them about your work and ask them if they know anyone who might be interested in it and then ask them to connect you with those people. I was talking just the other day at a networking event with a business owner who was saying that she's been really focusing on trying to get emails onto her list before she starts emailing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, makes sense. You have to have emails in order to actually email anyone. (laughs) And so I asked though, how many people do you have on your list? And she said, oh, you know, not even 200. And I'm like, oh, so you have at least 150 people on your list and you're waiting until you get more to email them, right? The question is like, why not email those 150 people now? You're thinking in your head, I don't have an audience. And I didn't say this to her. I'm saying it to you here though, right? (laughs) Because it's just so common where you're thinking, I don't have an audience. But the reality is, is you do. You do have an audience. If you are like day one of your business, okay, sure. Maybe you don't have an audience. Even then though, You have connections that you can tell about your services and that you can ask them, do you know anyone who's interested in this? There's always things to do. That's a whole other conversation. But back to the strategy, if you feel like you don't have an audience or you feel like you have a teeny tiny audience, or for whatever reason, you're just feeling like your audience aren't the people who are going to buy, we can talk more about that. But coffee chats as a lead generation strategy can be supportive for you. So how do we actually do this? You basically want to aim to set up at least five coffee chats with other business owners with the intention of seeing how you can support one another. So how do you do this? You can either reach out to people that you are, you know, maybe in a community with, if you're in a group program, if you're in a membership, even if you have kind of like met other people through social media, but you haven't officially met them, you can invite them to set up a coffee chat. 
you can, like I said, post in an aligned but free Facebook group. And actually, there's a script for how you can actually invite people into a coffee chat inside that season four companion guide. So grab that on the season four resource page at sellingchocolatepod.com. So you're going to put this up, you know, this post up or send out an invitation or something to book a coffee chat. And you're going to have people book on your calendar for maybe like a 30 minute chat. You can use a tool like Calendly, Acuity, any sort of like calendar tool. That way, it's super easy to get people onto your calendar and to set up this call. When you get on the call, don't be afraid to lead the conversation, right? I used to early, early, early in my business days, I would get on coffee chats with people because I must have heard somewhere that like, oh, you know, connecting with people actually can help you get more clients. I don't know why I started booking coffee chats, but I did. (laughs) But I used to get on coffee chats with people and I kind of just didn't know how to lead that conversation, even though I was the one who was inviting people onto the call. And so I felt like we just kind of turned into a really casual conversation. I didn't know how to end the conversation. If it went over the 30 minutes, it just kind of felt like, okay, I talked to that person, but did that do anything for either of our businesses? No, you know, maybe it kind of connected me with someone in a more human way. That's nice, but we're busy. We got things to do, right? Like (laughs) we want to be using our time strategically. And so just hopping onto a coffee chat to basically have like a quick little I don't know, or even a long conversation where you're talking about your life and how you came to be a business owner and all of that probably isn't going to be the most helpful thing. So with that said, when you get onto this coffee chat with whoever you're getting onto a call with, don't be afraid to lead the conversation because you want it to be valuable for both you and them. And how the conversation can go is essentially start with, you know, a hello and some introductions. (laughs) You can also use like the first couple of minutes to set the intention for that conversation. And I actually, I share how to do that inside that season four companion guide. So go ahead and download that at sellingchocolatepod.com. Once you've done the hello, you've kind of introduced yourselves really quickly and you've set the intention for the call, then you can ask about their business and then share about your business. And then toward the end, you can ask, how can you help them? That's kind of like a give, right? hey, how can I help you get more of those clients? Or how can I help you with whatever in your business, right? And then after they answer that, you can share how they could help you and ask, right? So you're giving a give, you're asking an ask. (laughs) And again, I share some ideas for what you could ask here in that season four companion guide. And then sometimes you might be on that conversation and you have a really great connection. There's really some synergy going on, just like the connection is really good. You can even kind of broach the subject of, could we do a collaboration together or anything like that, which actually, spoiler alert, is our third lead generation strategy that we're going to talk about here in this episode. Now, the question is, does this work, right? Does this generate leads? And if so, how? (laughs) Why does this work? Why does getting on a conversation like a random Zoom call with kind of a random person why does it actually lead or how does it lead to more leads? The real kind of secret here is that coffee chats are an excellent place to get used to talking about your work, which is going to help everywhere in your business, not just in generating leads and making sales. So coffee chats just on their own, especially if you're earlier on in your business and you don't have an audience, can be so powerful because it's like instantaneous feedback and a practice ground for you to practice talking about your business, talking about your work, talking about your ideal customer. 
But also with coffee chats, the real power in them is that you have now created an ally who will be out on these internet streets tagging you in relevant things, sharing about you, sharing about your work, and thinking of you next time someone talks about the thing that you do. And also the kind of little teeny tiny secret in the coffee chat lead generation strategy is that many times if you word your initial invitation correctly, like the example I give in the companion guide, you may also end up on a coffee chat with someone who is your ideal customer and who is looking to work with you. And I share a bonus script for how to ethically move someone from a coffee chat conversation to a sales call in the season four companion guide. And if you're like, okay, this sounds cool, but like, does it actually work? Okay, Carly, I kind of get the logic here of what is working, but does it truly work? Go back to season one, episode five, listen to my conversation with Hannah Pillow, one of my expand clients. She got her first five clients with the help of coffee chats and she didn't have an audience of her own. And she did that in just a couple of months. So if you were kind of like, Carly, I need some proof that this works. Go back, listen to season one, episode five with Hannah Pillow. Now, those of you who work with clients that aren't business owners might be thinking, ah, can't use this strategy to generate leads because I don't work with business owners. And so I don't want to invite business owners onto coffee chats that aren't going to be my ideal customer or that don't know other people who are my ideal customer. If that's you, if you're thinking that you are instantly disqualified from this because you don't work with business owners as clients, then let's just talk about the reality that you can actually still benefit from meeting with other business owners because one, every business owner is a human first (laughs) and two, they have other humans in their life and in their communities who may need your services. So even if you're saying, I don't typically work with business owners or whatever that is, I, you know, work with people in corporate, I work with people, I don't know, in some other type of job or their job doesn't actually matter. Let's just remember that all business owners are humans first. So they actually might be in need of your services, but also they have connections in their personal life, in their professional life with other people who are probably also interested in your services. And that's where when you give your ask, you can say something along the lines of, do you know anyone that you can connect me with that would be interested in my services or who is looking for my services? That's lead generation strategy number one. Now let's talk about lead generation strategy number two, which is to create an ultra low ticket offer. This is particularly great for, well, actually it could be great for anyone, but... (laughs) If you feel like you've been struggling to make sales, maybe you feel like your audience isn't really paying attention to you, um, isn't engaging or anything along those lines. You feel like your audience has even maybe gone a little stale. If you're feeling that way, creating an ultra low ticket offer can really work to kind of re-energize your audience, to bring new people into your world, and to just get people excited about what you're talking about, what you're selling, what you're doing as a whole in your business. So how do we do that? How do we create an ultra low ticket offer? What does this actually look like? Really what you want to do is just think about, can I create a really small offer? So maybe it's a one hour workshop. Maybe it is a couple day workshop. You know, maybe it is a tiny pre-recorded course or something like that. Though I do typically recommend to people who are brand new to creating these small offers to start with something live. 
We can talk about why in another conversation. So you want to think about what can I take from my normal work and turn into a standalone one hour workshop or some other really small offer. A bonus tip here is that you want to make sure that this small offer gives people a very clear and tangible transformation. The name of the offer, how you talk about the offer, all of it needs to essentially be words that they can read and think, oh, I know exactly what I'm getting from this offer. An example would be a small workshop that I've run in the past is called Get Your Next Client and see how tangible that is. Whereas if I was to run like a one hour workshop and it was called Build a Successful Business, it's not really clear what people are getting from that small workshop. Whereas Get Your Next Client, super, super clear, super, super tangible. They know exactly what they're getting into. Now that you have this offer, you've created it, you kind of want to price it low ticket compared to your other offers. Low ticket is not one specific price. It is all relative to whatever the prices of your other offers. I personally have run quote unquote low ticket offers that are (laughs) $1,000. I've also run them that are $5. So you want to think about what is low ticket compared to your other offers. And of course, use kind of value-based pricing when you are actually pricing that offer. That way it makes logical sense to your people. Oh yeah, if I pay this much, I'm getting this transformation. That makes logical sense. And then of course, you've created the offer, you've priced it, and now you are going to sell the small offer. One of my expand clients came to me from another program. And in that program, she learned that the only way to be successful was to only sell one offer. And so she got rid of all of her offers. She focused really like intensely on this one offer. And as a result of that, she ended up actually putting way too much pressure on that one offer to succeed. And it was kind of stifling the offer, stifling her even and her own creativity because there was just so much pressure on this offer. It had to sell. It had to be successful. And because of that, she actually wasn't making any sales. When she allowed herself through Expand to open up to create an entry level kind of more low ticket offer, this small offer that we're talking about here, that helped her to start getting some momentum and making sales. And from one of these low ticket workshops, she was able to bring in nine new leads that she could then upsell into different programs. This strategy, this literal exact strategy actually led to her having her very first five figure month. And then the very next month, she also had another five figure cash month. That was her first two five figure months. And they happened in a row all because she dipped into this strategy focused on selling a couple of small offers and then using that to upsell into larger offers. Especially if you're someone who has some anxieties around money, maybe asking for money or charging for your work or charging appropriately and sustainably for your work. If you have any sort of anxiety around money, this strategy of selling this ultra low ticket offer can be such a great way to help you realize that you do in fact have something valuable to offer and therefore something valuable to sell. It also is great because it tends to kind of take those people in your audience who have been interested in your work, but who just haven't taken that action yet. It helps them kind of move into your world in a new, more deeper and holistic way, right? It gives them this kind of easy access point. And then from there, once they're in your world, it's so much easier to then move them into a larger offer. 
And you can actually listen to season two, episode five of Selling Chocolate, where I talk about how to move people from one offer to the next. And we have a conversation on how do you upsell, because that's essentially what you're doing. How do you upsell with ease and no sleaze? So that's in season two, episode five. And the other reason why this works, this strategy of creating this kind of low ticket, this small offer, is that for so many entrepreneurs, it just is so easy to sell something so low ticket, so small. And it's energetically easy, right? Like it just feels like this offer is so valuable, but also the price point is so small that your clients or your audience would almost have to be like stupid or silly to not buy because it is just such a great deal. When you completely remove that money mindset obstacle from what you're doing in your business, because you're now selling something that is low ticket and probably more low ticket than you've sold before, it just gets so much easier to sell your stuff. I do have to say though, a nuance to this is that you don't want to sell like an offer that should be a high ticket offer for a low price point. That's why the strategy here is to create a small offer and price it accordingly. It's a small offer. The price point is going to be smaller. The counterpart strategy to this small offer, ultra low ticket strategy is actually the complete opposite. You can sell an ultra high ticket offer. The same client that I was just telling you about who did that small offer, she actually also did this and she ended up having a 19K cash month as a result of it. So both options are available, but as far as generating more leads, selling that small offer that is also kind of a low ticket offer can really just get some momentum moving in your business because now you are taking those people in your audience who are interested in what you're selling and giving them a super easy access point into your world. The third strategy for generating more leads that I'm going to share here in this episode is to collaborate with a complimentary expert. How do you do this? You find another business owner who has the same or a very, very, very similar audience as you that also offers complimentary products or services. You do not want to choose a competitor for this. Let's be clear on that. (laughs) And this typically works best if you have already met this person in some capacity or you're consistently and mutually engaging with each other on social media or in some other way. What you want to do is reach out to them and ask them if they'd like to collaborate. The collaboration can look like a whole different variety of things. You can do something super simple like host each other on your Instagram stories or go live together. You can share some of each other's content on your platforms. You can also co-host a free or a paid workshop together. There's so many different possibilities of what this collaboration can look like. So you'll want to set up a call, talk details, assign roles, assign responsibilities as necessary, and then create this collaboration plan and implement that plan. Not only does this get you in front of new eyes, which is always great for generating leads, Aligned collaborations also have a very distinct way of expanding your perceived expertise even more in the eyes of your own audience. There's this weird thing of if this other expert is talking about you or this other expert is doing something with you, it just elevates kind of how your people are seeing you, how much they're seeing that you have true expertise. I mentioned this in episode one of this season when I shared how I very practically began to believe and know that there are always people in my audience who are ready to buy right now, but I'll tell you the full story here. 
Basically, after I realized that if I wanted different results, I had to do something differently, I decided to try getting in front of someone else's audience through a collaboration. If we're being totally honest, though, I was terrified of this idea (laughs) because all I could think was, what if I don't deserve to be in this room or my audience is too small? No one is going to want to collaborate with me. Or what if the other person is just so much more of an expert than I am? And then I look really stupid when we're in this live or in this workshop or whatever that is. But I was so committed to just trying something new that I eventually connected with a business friend who had a similar audience to me, very, very important. And we had complimentary services, also very important. And together we put on a $27 workshop. So we met over Zoom, we hashed out the details, we did the name, the messaging for the workshop, we clarified who would be responsible for creating what marketing assets. We covered exactly what we would be actually talking about in the workshop, how the workshop needed to be structured, set our date, got to work, and soon after started marketing it. And within only a couple of weeks, literally 18 people had signed up for our $27 workshop. And when we delivered that workshop, we both felt like we really stepped into our own expertise. We both ended up with new leads on our email list, and we actually both loved the experience. And even though before I was so nervous about not belonging in the room, by the end of that workshop, I actually, maybe for the first time ever in my business, knew I have something truly unique and truly valuable to offer. A bonus strategic step here is to consider what is the next step for the audience of this collaboration? The increased visibility and the new leads are great, but what are you going to do with those people now? (laughs) My collaboration partner and I decided to create a joint offer, which we then invited the people at the workshop to join. And by invited them, I mean, we pitched. (laughs) We took a good amount of time in that workshop to pitch this joint offer. Two of the people at that workshop decided to join the joint offer. I went on to continue selling my half of that offer after that workshop, and I ended up getting seven more people into it. So within the next three months, four of my now total nine signups went on to become high ticket clients, people who were investing anywhere from $12,000 to $30,000 to work with me. And it all started because I got over that fear of what if I don't belong in this room? What if someone else, you know, their audience is bigger or they're more of an expert or whatever? I set up this collaboration partnership. We actually did the $27 workshop and I made tens of thousands of dollars on the back of that $27 workshop. On that note, one kind of very important thing here about all three of these strategies actually is that in order to really get any leads from these strategies, you have to find a way to sell in each of these strategies. And not only find that way to sell, but actually create the space to sell. In coffee chats, you can sell by asking outright, is there anyone in your world that you can connect me with who is looking for my services? In selling that small offer, you can sell by, in that small offer, pitching your full services. In collaborating with a complimentary expert, you can discuss what your agreed upon parameters are around pitching in this collaboration and then actually pitch according to those parameters. 
none of these strategies will generate leads unless you actually sell. (laughs) You can sell something free, like a lead magnet or something along those lines. You can sell a low ticket offer. You can sell a high ticket offer. It doesn't really matter what you're selling so long as you are using the opportunity to sell. And then of course, you'll actually need to find ways to follow up after that initial selling, which we're talking about how to do that, what that looks like in the next episode. So in this episode, I have given you three strategies to generate more leads. And as I mentioned before, I actually share eight more strategies over in that season four companion guide. I know homework is totally not a normal thing in the podcasting world, but it is quickly becoming a normal thing here on Selling Chocolate. (laughs) So your homework is to go and download that guide at sellingchocolatepod.com. Choose one or two of the 11 lead generation strategies that you have in that guide and set those one or two strategies in motion this week. Yes, you heard me correctly. You are going to want to take action on these things this week. Not next week, not next month, not a few months from now when you quote unquote have more time because spoiler alert, You are always only going to have the time for the things that you make the time for. You are going to want to do this right now. So head over to the season four resource page on sellingchocolatepod.com, download that companion guide, and then choose one or two of these lead generation strategies and start implementing them this week. Now, maybe you're listening to this and thinking like, oh my word, this is so simple. I get it. Like it changes everything. Oh, this is going to make it so much easier for me to get more leads. Or maybe you're on the other side and you're thinking, this was so simple and I have literally heard all of this before. It doesn't work, Carly. Why are you telling me these things? I've already done them and I'm still not getting leads. And no matter where you are kind of on that spectrum, I want to remind you that these three strategies, as well as the additional eight strategies in that season four companion guide, will only work when you have the foundations in your business that will support them to work. So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Imagine a scenario where you're launching a new offer. Maybe it's your very first course and you are so excited. You're like, this is going to be passive income, such easy money. I'm so excited for this. So you've created the course, you've filmed the videos, you put every single last detail together. And then when you kind of have it all done, you take a look at it and you're like, damn girl. (laughs) Because whether you knew it before or not, you now see just how much value you're bringing your people and how much expertise you actually have. I mean, this little course could quite literally change someone's life for the better. That's a huge freaking deal. (laughs) So now you're wondering, okay, I have this really valuable asset now. I have this course. How am I going to sell it? How can I get people to buy it? So you start perusing some conversations in Facebook groups. Maybe you even post in a group and you ask how other people have sold their first course, just so you can get some ideas. And then someone comments something that just sounds so simple that it's like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. It's so exciting. They say that they marketed a free lead magnet related to the topic, and then they upsold all of the people who signed up for that lead magnet via an automated email sequence, and then they made insert whatever amount of money sounds really amazing to you. (laughs) Now you're thinking like, hang on a second, I get to write a few emails create a lead magnet, and then sell something free, all I have to do is sell that lead magnet. I don't even have to sell this course and my content. Okay, I'm signed up, right? (laughs) 
So now you're getting to work. You're writing the emails, you're pouring over that lead magnet to make it super, super valuable. Because if it's really valuable, it's going to make it easier to sell the course, right? That's what your thought is anyway. And then you're getting that checkout page ready and you're just like dozens, maybe even hundreds of sales are going to come in. This is going to be the easiest cash I've ever made. Ah, it's going to be so good. And so once it's all ready, you have that lead magnet, you have that checkout page, you've written those upsell emails, you make that first post about the lead magnet. And just like you thought, dozens of people are saying, yes, I want this. And you can already see those dollar signs flashing in front of your eyes. But then a few days go by. Those people who said, yes, I want this. They signed up. They got the free lead magnet are now moving through your email sequence. And for some reason, they still haven't bought. So you put up a few more posts about the lead magnet. You get a few more signups. Those people aren't buying either. You start marketing the course because you're like, well, I don't know. I guess I need to start selling the course. Like it's really valuable. Why aren't people signing up? So you start marketing this course and then it's crickets. No one is buying. No one's even engaging. Even though so many people said that they needed this when they grabbed that lead magnet. And so you start to wonder, you know, why aren't they buying? What did I do wrong? Why did this strategy work for that person in that other Facebook group, but it's not working for me? Is it something with my marketing? Is my audience off? Maybe my audience just like doesn't actually want me to sell to them. Maybe they just want free things. Maybe my email sequence is wrong. Maybe the price point is wrong. Maybe it's too expensive. Why aren't people buying? Especially when you know that this course, this offer is so valuable for your people. And you now know that there are people in your audience who need it. Or so it seemed when you posted that lead magnet. This is where foundations come in. Foundations like, do you know how to stack your offers, including free offers like lead magnets? Do you know how to stack your offers in such a way that positions your full offer as the logical next step from that entry offer? Or did you maybe make a mistake that we have all made at various points in our businesses and put way too much information in that free lead magnet? So now either people don't feel like they even need the course or they were overwhelmed by the lead magnet. So haven't really looked at it or implemented it yet. Foundations like, do you know how to speak directly to the purchase ready people in your audience? Or maybe are you spending too much time in that email sequence trying to convince people that they have a problem that needs fixing rather than spending that time speaking into their present experience and selling to that? These foundations make it so much easier for any of these surface level strategies to actually work. And not only to work, but to work for you like it worked for that other person who was like, oh, I did this. It was so easy and I made so much money from it. If you want any surface level strategy to work in any part of your business, including these three lead generation strategies that I've presented in this episode, then you also have to have the foundations in place that empower them to work. You have to know who the purchase ready version of your ideal customer is because yes, there is a version of your ideal customer who is ready to buy And there's a version who isn't. And most entrepreneurs at some point accidentally end up speaking through their messaging and marketing to the one who isn't ready to buy. You have to have offers that are both structured to actually get your clients the results that they promise 
and positioned in such a way that they are an obvious and easy yes for your people to buy. Those are two different things. You want both of those foundations. You have to be able to talk about your offer and market it in a way that both generates leads and naturally moves those leads into paying offers. You have to release your fear of selling or the belief that selling is sleazy or annoying or not why people joined your audience. And remember that there are people in your audience who are ready to buy. And if that's true, the very best way that you can serve them is by selling to them. Very rarely is the strategy you're using actually off. More often than not, the strategy is not the problem. It's the foundations underneath that strategy or the lack of foundations underneath that strategy that are causing the strategy to not work how so-and-so says that it will. So if you've been doing everything right, if you've been doing all of the things that so-and-so says you quote-unquote should be doing to create success, then I want to encourage you to stop searching for the coach or the strategy or the course that is going to save you and make it suddenly all work in your business. And instead, seek out support for your foundations. Because when you switch your mentality from, I need to find that secret strategy that all of these successful people must be using in their business, to, you know what? I need to build up my business foundations so that any strategy, no matter how simple or how complex that I want to use, actually can work. When you make that shift and start focusing on the foundations first, that is when it's going to get so much easier for you to create those consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. That's when you're going to be able to stop throwing spaghetti at the wall, spinning your wheels, doing all the things for nominal and inconsistent results. And that is when you will finally be able to create genuinely sustainable success in your business.